Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. Apologize for my voice. Um, it is what it is. We'll open up with questions. We'll see how, how this works. Um, and we'll start with Tom Kern, followed by Michael Hurley. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm sorry your voice sucks. <laughs> um, like a like lid, though, Tom. Thank you, buddy. I'm going to try. I'm going to ask you a indelicate question. People are trying to fathom how on the first third down of the game, in such a key game in the 15th week of the season, there could be a play on which the two tight ends slam into each other, a couple of veteran players, because, you know, third downs are key and they're practiced. And then on the next third down of the game against Cincy, there seemed to be a miscommunication where the play never happened. I know that you're probably not going to be direct, but can you be direct as possible as to why that would happen so deep into the season? Who's not getting it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's a great, um, great point. I think, um, you know, the first third down, uh, we usually go in on third downs. We have, you know, typically um, maybe a couple different options on the place, you know, depending on the coverage that we're going to see. And since he have, um, they have a couple different packages that they run both versus a nickel defense and a dime defense. And really just, you know, when we went into that play, we had a really, you know, play that we practiced and thought that, you know, we had a couple good options on it. Um, you know, I think we saw the play a little bit different on the field and kind of just kind of clean that up from that standpoint. Uh, certainly, I think those plays came up later in the game and we executed them well later in the game. You know, we obviously didn't do a very good job on third down in the first half, um, trying to get a feel for some of the different looks that they had. Came out in the second half. And uh, I think we went six for six, you know, to start the second half, so somewhere around that end. So we got a lot of that cleaned up at halftime. Some of the different packages they had, the people and positions that they had them in, because um, that was a little bit of a, you know, um, as we were going into the game, unsure maybe of, of what those matchups would be. And, um, you know, we got some of that corrected, but, um, you know, not the way you want to start, certainly from that aspect of it. Um, you know, when you have those plays kind of designed and, and dialed up, ready to go. So um, I was glad we got them fixed. And we were able to execute them better in the second half. We obviously just, you know, we got to start better than that, though, in order to give ourselves a better chance. You get the discouragement of whether it be fans, observers, analysts who look at it and say, man, it's 15 weeks. Why would there be any idea that there's going to be traction going forward? I guess that's what I look at. It's like it, sure. it's as if it hasn't gotten better in a key week like that. It's gotten worse. Yeah. Well, you know, I think third down this week actually was better than what it's been. Um, but I'm just talking about the design of the play. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's disastrous looking. And I'm yeah. sure you said the same thing on the sideline. You couldn't have been. Sure. That's yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely something that, you know, you don't want to have happen during the game. And, you know, you got to get it fixed. And, um, you know, what happens on third down, I would say a lot of times, is uh, third down is the one down where it's very specific based on the defensive packages that come in. You know, the coverages change. A lot of times on early downs, you'll get a lot of zone coverage. You'll get maybe one particular man coverage. Um, and Lou does a good job with his defense and, um, you know, has a lot of similarities to our defense and some of the coverages that they run and the pressures. Um, you know, we we just, you know, we got to do a better job of recognizing those and, and going out and uh, executing it when they come up. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate you. Hope you feel better. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, next question, Michael Hurley, followed by Chris Ryan. Hi, Matt. I, too, am sorry to put strain on your voice. Um, <laughs> but, um, I wanted to ask about the sequence at the end of the game. Uh, a couple incompletions, fourth and 10, a delay a game. And then on fourth and 15, David Andrews snaps the ball and goes upfield on a deep pass. 
So clearly some communication issues there. Just why, I just kind of to add on to that, why do you think those are still happening uh, in critical moments at, at this point in the year? Yeah, I think only um, really just the one is the delay game. You know, we we um, were trying to get into a play. We had some guys in the game in different positions based on some of the injuries that happened uh, earlier and maybe maybe the previous four plays, you know, and kind of moving some guys around very specific plays for the time that was left on the clock, and getting that communicated. And then uh, obviously recognizing, you know, what Cincinnati was doing in that situation and trying to get that communicated. Um, you know, I think the last situation with David, um, you know, that was – um, probably just not really sure if quarterback was scrambling or not in the moment. I don't think that was a miscue. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, we were, you know, trying to get some specific plays thrown with the clock downfield uh, in that situation to, you know, to give us a chance to obviously put one up at the end. Thanks. Yep. Next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Bob Sosi. Hey, Matt. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Merry New Year um, to you. I hope all is well. Um, wanted to to ask just kind of a general question about you know the results we've seen from the offense so far you know this year and obviously you know it's a results oriented um business and there's been frustration with those results how do you kind of assess you know why the results have not been there for you know this offense despite you know talent and uh, seemingly the ability to have better results yeah um you know i think every game's been a little bit different and that's probably been the hardest part you know uh it hasn't been let's say one particular thing, maybe the area, um, you know, certainly we've got to score more points in the red area, you know, we got to get the ball in, in the end zone. Um, but I would say it's been different things on different plays. And that's the part that's, um, you know, always the hardest is, you know, you fix one thing or you try to concentrate on one thing. And, um, you know, maybe a couple weeks later, that thing, you know, is fixed, but something else shows up and just that consistency um, is really, you know, what we've lacked. And, and I think that, you know, um, we're just trying to continue to uh, execute those better and coach them better and uh, put our guys in the best positions. And, and certainly there's a fine line. You know, I think there's probably probably about six plays that I think everyone can think of off the top of their head that, you know, uh, in the game of the NFL, it's a fine line. If they had gone a different way, uh, certainly the outcomes would have been a lot different. And those are the things that we really, um, you know, we got to change. You know, we just got to go in and we got to change and make those plays our favor and not uh, put ourselves in a situation where they're not. In yeah, mid third quarter on, obviously seeing Kendrick Bourne make a ton of, you know, great plays down the field um, and folks, you know, wondering where he's been for you know some of the season. Um, do you see him being a part of things moving forward on a more consistent basis? And has there been any reason that he hasn't been on the field as much as some of the other receivers? Yeah, you know, I think there's um, a couple of really good plays in the second half, like even Jacoby Myers, you know, who, you know, that was a great play uh, by him. Great awareness to be in the right spot, you know, with Scotty going up for the ball in that in that situation and being able to catch it and, and go in. And I think Kendrick had some of those plays, too, uh, in the game. I think our skill guys in general, you know, it's um, each one of them have kind of. Um, had different games through the course of the season where they've been able to step into a role. Um, maybe it's uh, dictated by maybe a coverage that we're seeing or a matchup that we're that we're seeing. Um, maybe some defenses are trying to go after a particular receiver that we have or a tight end. And those other guys, when they have those opportunities, um, you know, have been able to either you know come through. And I thought thought KB did a great job of that. You know, we needed them in those spots. We had certainly some moving parts that were going on and. Um, you know, defensively, they had shifted some things to some other um, players and, and attention in a, different, in a different way. And it just really opened up the opportunity for him. And and that was great to see him do that. You know, um, he's a great guy. He works really hard. And, you know, we've got we've got a room with a lot of good players in there. But, uh, 
you know, from that standpoint, it's been different every week, you know, which guy and certainly, um, you know, with, with Parker not in or Parker in or Jacoby in or Jacoby not in, we've had some moving parts there from that standpoint too. Um, so that consistency is kind of what we're obviously still pushing for. Uh, we're running out of time here, but, you know, we got to get it this week against Miami. Um, you know, Josh Boyer, obviously very familiar with Josh, does a great job of mixing those coverages and mixing the packages in and, I'm sure they'll, you know, do like they did beginning part of the year, try to take something away from us. And, you know, we're going to have to identify that and try to work off of it as quick as we can. Um, and that's, you know, that's the game of football. That's what happens week in, week out. I would say Lou last week with Cincy, you know, he's in that same mindset. So you're trying to identify early in the game. All right, what's their game plan? Who are they going after? How are they going to attack us? And um, and you got to shift and go the other way. And, you know, it was good we were able to get that done at halftime. But, um, you know, just obviously you want to be more efficient. Um, you know, you just want to obviously have, you know, more better production to start the game. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yep. We'll see if we can get through two final questions. Bob Sosi and Nick Lamell. Uh, thanks, Stace. Uh, Matt, in addition to a question, I'm, I'm just going to make a recommendation. Tea and honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last five minutes, I've heard that a lot. So I got to yeah. get on. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and my question is, is uh, regarding my prep for the broadcast yeah. and, and getting, uh, you know, your, your thoughts on Josh. You just mentioned him. Josh Boyer coached under you, kind of developed as an NFL coach. <laughs> on your staff, um, you, you alluded to his aggressiveness. How much did you see him grow and how would you describe him as a person and just his philosophy as a football coach? Yeah, you know, Josh and I are very, um, you know, very close. We have a great friendship and a great uh, respect for each other and and how, um, you know, certainly through football, but also through family, you know, and we've, we've been around each other for a long, long time. You know, you spend a lot of time with your coaches and your players and, you know, you have that relationship. So I absolutely love that. He and his family are, are wonderful. Um, you know, as far as a coach, you know, Josh, um, remember when he got here, you know, Dean was here and he had worked for Dean. Just his work ethic, his grind, his love of the game, uh, the way he saw the game was very aggressive. And, um, you know, I just his overall understanding, watching him learn uh, not only the back end, but the front end and put it all together. And and really what he's done in Miami has been has really been awesome. You know, I mean, he's he's done a great job with that group and uh, he's been able to cultivate um, the players and the positions. And I think that's one thing as a coach. Um, you know, you always marvel at it. It's okay, how do, how they developed their players, how they fit the pieces. Certainly with E-Rob, you know, he's in there, um, you know, doing everything that he does in the middle of the defense. And, um, I think he's just done a great job down there. You know, you know, he'll have something for us that'll be a little bit unusual that we haven't seen before. And uh, he'll have some matchups for us. He'll have some pressure for sure and different fronts and, and you know, spin the dial on some of that stuff. But, uh, you know, but that's what he's been doing and, and he's been doing a great job of it. Thanks, Matt. Yep. And last question, Nick O'Malley. Hey, Matt. Uh, sorry about the voice. Um, I, I did want to ask about it, though, um, in particular reason that came up. And a logistical question. We've seen you uh, on the headset um, calling in the plays on offense this week. Do you foresee that being a problem uh, this week since you need to use your voice to call in plays? Yeah. Um, great question, number one. Uh, the voice just kind of went yesterday. Um, not really sure why. A couple other guys have had it, too. So, um, you know, anticipated coming back here hopefully in a couple of days. We're just, uh, I'm going to go with that uh, tea and honey recommendation right there. And hopefully that works for me. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Go get that tea and honey. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. <laughs>